I'm really asking you to open up the eyes and ears of your heart. Not so much the physical ones that we see. Uh, to me, those are natural and they perceive naturally. We need uh, just a touch from God. Acts 16.16 16 is going to be the opening text. Acts 16.16. 16. Okay, and it came to pass, it says, As we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, okay, which brought her master much gain by soothsaying. Now that word divination in the Greek, it's pronounced Python, which is where we get our name, Python. Python in the Greek, where we get Python. So we could say this as it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of Python met us, which brought her master much gain by soothsaying. And all this kind of this message comes from just reading uh, and just an excerpt of a book and, and about a story. This, uh, the author is talking about a story about a man that he lived there. It was kind of known as the town drunk, and his name was Joe. Okay, so I'm going to read this story to you, and it'll set, us, set up this message. So when he was younger, Joe's family kept, kept a chicken coop in the backyard. They had one hen that was sitting on a nest of three eggs. They were very, very poor, one hen. Two of them have finally hatched, but the last one was holding out. The bakers didn't have a lot, so they were really looking forward to having more laying hens. They had been watching that last egg anxiously. Joe and his sister were sitting on the porch one evening when they heard a horrible commotion. Running into the hen house, they discovered a huge black snake had found a way in, scared off the hen, swallowed her last egg whole. They could actually see the shape of the egg inside the snake as it slithered out of the coop. They chased that snake around the yard for a while until it finally crawled into a hole and disappeared. That is where most people would have thrown in the hat, but not Joe and his sister. He said, my sister handed me a shovel, she grabbed a hoe, and we both started digging like crazy until we saw the snake. I remember my friends and I sitting there wide open as Joe continued, my eyes wide open as he continued. I pulled the egg stealer out of the hole, cut off his head, got our egg back. I wiped it off as I carried it back to the nest. I told that mama hen to get up a minute. I'll put the egg back where it belonged and ask her to get back to business of hatching us another laying hen. Now it says here, he may have been known as the town drunk, but in that situation, I think Joe had more revelation than a lot of people. He wasn't about to sit back in a pew, sit back and let a snake steal what belonged to him and his family. Now, as I'm reading that story, I might have, might have on my best day chased that snake. I might have. I probably would have went, oh well, I got two. And probably most of you would have done that. Probably, that's kind of, but this guy went after it. It was urgent that they needed that other uh, egg to hatch for a laying hen to possibly make money somehow. And so they went after it, dug it up, chopped its head off, and saved the egg. Now, 
For us, for the body of Christ, especially here in America, there's been no more, more crucial time for us to wake up and run the snakes out of God's house. To run them out. These pythons, these spirits of python. Now look, even Jesus warned us that the devil only comes to steal. That's, that's his job. That's what he comes. Steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10 10 tells us that. He's also called a murderer and the father of lies in John 8. He's the father of lies. No father, no lies. He's the father of them. So when you and I fall into that trap of lying, it's because we're of that father. The father of lies, which is the enemy. Now, in the book of Revelation, John called him the old serpent. We're talking about the enemy. We're going to make a parallel between the python, this black snake, and what the Bible says. He's called the old serpent who deceives the entire world in Revelation 12. Python. Python, that word python only occurs in Acts 16.16. 16. It's the only place in the book of Acts where an actual spirit is named in the book of Acts. Python. Python. Divination. A spirit of python. And if, to me, if it is actually named, then God wants us to take notice. Now we know that a python is a serpent that, that just slithers around or usually waits patiently for its victim who doesn't even know he's there or not paying any attention. And at that moment, it'll strike, might grab it with its mouth, but instantly wraps itself around it and squeezes the life out of the prey. Right? We've already probably seen those stories. They catch these big things. Usually pythons, when they're born, are maybe anywhere from 12 to 2 feet long, and they can go to 24 feet. I think it's the Burmese python or something that's out of control in Florida. Not a place to retire. A python is after one thing. Now listen, make the parallel here with God. A python is after one thing. You might think meal, you might think this, a rabbit, a bunny. No, he's after breath. He's after breath. Because if he gets the breath, he has the meal. He's after breath. And the thing with the python is he wraps his way around you and as you struggle. And every time you take a breath and you inhale, he squeezes tighter. Because then you can't get a bigger breath. He squeezes tighter. He squeezes tighter. And God says, it's a spirit of python. That's exactly what he does. Is he, he gets his grip tighter and tighter and chokes and suffocates his prey. Until there's no more air. All the air is removed from their lungs. Because they can't exhale to get another one. Because he crunches on even tighter and tighter. Now, listen to this. We know that this is what's happening to the American church. We just do. Uh, well, maybe we don't because I'm saying we're too much in the natural. Maybe you don't understand. Maybe you're going, I don't know, I'm just not as good as I used to be. I'm just not as strong in God as I used to be. Just don't pray like I, like I used to be. Just don't like I used to be. I just don't teach like I used to be. Could it possibly be that the enemy is squeezing the breath, the life? Now look, breath, air, wind are symbols of the Holy Ghost. And what we need so bad is the power and the influence and the majesty of the Holy Ghost. 
and every attempt maybe that we try to get, we try to have another prayer meeting, and we can't. And we're just thinking, man, why can't I just serve God the way? What's the matter with me? All looking in the natural. For example, in John 20, 22, Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Breath. Receive the Holy Spirit. In Acts 2, the Holy Spirit came as a mighty rushing wind upon the people. And these people, the Acts of the Apostles, did unbelievable feats. They're just like you and I. Just folks who argued about who's going to be the greatest. One denied them. One sold them off for money. We fit right in there. So these are the acts of the apostles. In Genesis, God breathed the breath of life into man. (laughs) And he became a living soul. The enemy's going, can't have that. And I don't know if we're getting this. Ezekiel 37.1 And the hand of the Lord was upon me. And carried me out to the spirit, in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. This is to me the American church. Because I think breath and sinew and muscle and exceeding great army is existing in China, in India, in Vietnam, in North Korea. Oh, they are. They're existing. We are, I believe, including me, are in this valley of dry bones. And then God says, and he caused me. It wasn't an option. This is not an option this morning. It's not an option. Caused me. And he caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were many in the open valley. And lo, oh my gosh, lo, they were so, so dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Can the church come back to life? Can this silly church, this foolish church that has gotten into everything but God, can it truly, God, I don't know. Only you know now. And this is where God's bringing us. No more God in a new election. No more God in a new party. It's just God. This is where we are. Only you know, God. Again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Prophesy. Speak the word of God. No yeah, but gospel. But oh God, it's been this way for 20 years. He didn't say anything about that. He just said, speak to these lifeless, unattached, dry bones. Speak. Am I exaggerating? It's the word, is it not? So he said, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones. Oh, wait a minute. God, I don't even see ears. I don't see. What are you talking about? Forget all that natural stuff. Speak to the bones. O ye 
bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Supernatural. Miraculous. Powerful. The word of God. Now look. Verse 5. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath, ear, wind, air, and wind to enter into you, and you shall live. God will cause it. What's He going to cause? Breath and air and wind to come. The enemy says, Oh, no, you can't. You can't have that. And so he squeezes. And then God in verse 6 says, And I will lay sinew upon you, and will bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and I will put breath, air, and wind, my spirit within you. All these issues that are constantly keeping you shipwrecked, could it be coils? What? I never really... I will cause this air and wind in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. Not just a head nod. You'll know it. I want to... Supernatural, could it be? Could that be your issue of problems? You just think it's a goofy job or a... Silly this, or whatever. Ezekiel 37, 9 then says, Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and speak to the wind. Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath. O breath, the very thing the python wants. The breath, the life, the Spirit of God, the wind, the air of God, out of the church. He said, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain. And I do. I feel slain a lot of times. Problems, issues, another problem. You get up, you hear the news, then you get a phone call, and then this person, you're like, what? And he goes, breathe upon them. Upon these slain that they may live. Breath means life. Holy Ghost, wind, breath, air, mighty, rushing wind means life. Life. Not just some silliness. Life. Power. Holiness. So what does Ezekiel do? So I prophesied as I was commanded And the breath came into them so that they lived and stood upon their feet and became an exceeding great army. Breath did this. Life, air, wind from God, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit brought life back into us. Brought supernatural back into us. But the spirit of divination met us on the way. 
How many of you have had some great moments and times in your life seem getting closer and closer to God then you just seem like you're going like this? What? God? And you attribute it all the time as you can't cut the mustard. You got to pass this baton off to someone else that could take this further. Never realizing maybe something has met you on the way because you've become a threat to the things of God, for God, for the things of God of this earth, this world, I should say. So we know who's trying to choke this life out of us. Spirit of Puthon, Python, divination. Satan, look, he's after one thing, just like a python. He's he is doing his best to extract the breath of the Holy Spirit and the anointing off our lives. The anointing. A lot of people can say the word Jesus. It's not a magic get-out-of-jail card. But with the anointing on it, with the surrendered life in it, the word Jesus becomes an unbelievable word. No other name under heaven because of the touch of the breath we can't have. Don't get them to believe. He's already squeezing some of you now. If not all of us. I look forever on images, Google, to try to find a, a big python squeezing the church. It's impossible. No one is in thinking of it, or I couldn't find any. Or the python squeezed in America. Squeezed in America, and the church coming out of America. Can't find it. That's what I would head up, because that's what's going on. But just like the python, the enemy hates the breath. As the python hates the breath in the prey, he hates the living spirit in me, in God. What I might do in God as I stay and become filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit of God. Churches, we've made it a denominational fighting thing. Uh, no, any enemy's just going, ding, round 5,952. Ding, round 10,000, and we're still, and the world is just plummeting off into hell at 6,000 an hour. He wants the breath of life that only comes through the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. That can take a drunk, a jerk, a fool, a selfish, a scaredy cat, a per put backbone in him, let him walk and accomplish something for God. And the, and the enemy of this world says, you can't have that. And so he says, you have this all your life. And you'll never amount to anything. You're terminally depressed. You're terminally dumb. You're terminally this. You're terminally backaches. You're terminally, 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 terminally. And you can't do nothing. Without the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we cannot do anything with lasting effect. Nothing. You'll forget this word before you unlock your car. Without the Spirit of God. Without God the Holy Ghost. His word tells us it's not by might, not by power, but what? By my spirit, saith the Lord. My spirit. 
behind this, behind this, behind that, my spirit. Behind sitting there has to be, my spirit, what do you have for me today? Oh, great Jehovah, what do you have for me? My spirit, not natural. (laughs) Church amazing. We've made it natural. I believe in this 21st century, I believe it's the primary spiritual force attacking the church. I think that's why probably so many went off into into faking the Spirit of God. Faking the Holy Ghost. Faking the power of God. Same thing that was attacking Paul. The Spirit of Divination Python. Same thing is after us. And it came to pass in our going to prayer. Not going to the mall or going to the game. Going to prayer. How many times? How many times you swore and said, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to get a hold of God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to take some time. And and it's gone before you know it. It came to pass in our going to prayer a certain maid having a spirit of python did meet us. Young literal translation says the word python. Yours says divination. Look it up. It'll say python. You get our word python. God is telling you there's a spirit that wants to squeeze the life out of you so that you look at each other naturally. <laughs> Well, and you leave this who makes everything wonderful out because it's being squeezed out of us. This is the only time the name of an unclean spirit is given in the book of Acts. And I think it means we better pay attention to it. I mean, when I got done with this, and I, I went to God and I said, God, I rebuke this in the name of Jesus for my life. I come against every stinking coil, Lord, that is on my life. I don't look like I have anything, God, but I'm not looking with the natural God. I'm looking in the spiritual. I believe you gave me this word for us, Lord, at this time because we seem to be hindered. We seem to be going like this, Lord. What could possibly be going on? And so I took authority over this. In my life. Paul and Silas were walking to the place of prayer when the spirit of Python interrupted them. Happens all the time. Don't you believe that the enemy operates in this way? How many times have you gone to pray and your phone rings? How many times have you gone to pray and you get a text? How many times have you go to do something and something, a doorbell, something, anything stops you? And sometimes it doesn't even click. He'll try to stop your praise. You can see it here on your faces. He'll try to stop your praise. Just natural, just singing. What's the big deal? No, it's holy worship to God. God says, I inhabit the praises of my people. 
not just singing, well, okay, we took up that much time, let's go on to the next thing. And he squeezes worship and praise and silliness to it. How many times you say, I need to start coming on Wednesday because that's what we pray. And you're still not. And you, just, you just chalk it off to, you're too tired, you're too busy, you can't have time, you don't have and don't even possibly think, could the enemy, there's no way the enemy's going to want you here. No way. How many times do we try to have some special prayer meeting or something going on and we can't get folks here? You... <laughs> no way. Because that's where we get filled with the Spirit of God. When they were beaten, they gathered together. What they do? They prayed and sought God and God filled them with the Holy Ghost and boldness again. So that they could walk and get your stupid stuff off me and do something for God. But we look at each other in the natural. Yeah, man, it's cool, nice tie. We just do. It's obvious the enemy operates like a python. His strategy to squeeze the things of God out of us. Adam trips up. Enemy starts squeezing. God comes back in the cool of the night, and what's he doing? Hey, uh, Adam, where are you? Adam. Adam's behind some... Enemy squeezing him. Don't want him to say, here I am. He's hiding. Just like today, you trip up, boom, you're gone, you're not in church. Nothing new under the sun. I see too many believers letting the old python, the old serpent, coil his way around their lives and choke out the Word of God. Choke out one of your only places of hope and restoration and peace. Coming to the house of God, sitting in the presence of God, hearing the Word of God, being moved by the Spirit of God, singing to God. I can't... I see Christians being overcome when the Bible says we are the overcomers. How can that be? Well, you just don't, you just can't cut it. No, no, the enemy's coming, he's trying to squeeze the life out of us. You are an overcomer. Seriously. Don't brush this off as you're in some spiritual slump. I do that. I did that. What the heck's the matter with me, God? Seriously. Told you that for years. How could I not? How could I not be what I want to be by now with all this time? Just can't do it. The spiritual slump. Not even realizing it's an enemy. And you need to come against this enemy. Us as a group. And us as individuals, you come against them. The enemy screaming the life, squeezing the life out of your family, killing them. You can see it. And you're the only one left still. And God is speaking to you this morning, saying, No more! 
in the name of Jesus, I'm going to start praying like I know to pray. I'm going to start asking for the infilling of the Spirit of God to redeem my family back. God, you've opened my eyes this morning. Even if you can't lift your head, God says, I am the lifter of your head. Facing, are you facing battle after battle, problem after problem in your home, in your marriage, with your family, in your finances, in your body, on your job? Begin to recognize, man, could this possibly be the enemy trying to squeeze life out of me? Squeeze the joy of God out of you. When the joy of the Lord is our what? Strength. It's not the silly, <laughs> it's strength. You can spit in the eye of the enemy because of the joy of the Lord. Some of you are determined not to be moved. Determined. Maybe you're going, come on, Pastor, what the heck? Oh, no, no, no. We are more natural. We look at things more natural than supernatural. Oh, yes, we do. 2 Corinthians 4.18 tells us this. Look what it tells us to do. While we look not at the things which are seen. Oh, but we do. We do, we do. We look at us as the wimps, as the... We don't have any ability, no match for the world, nothing to do with the enemy. He's stronger than we are. Give up on America. Give up on the church. Go dig a cave, get some dried bananas, and hang in there for the God to come back. That's our mentality. And God's telling you, what are you doing? Don't you look at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. Here's why. For the things which are seen are temporal. Temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. An unseen world. Get off! In the name of Christ! Unseen. You notice things in your children. I bind that in the name of Christ! Pray it with authority. Pray it like you believe it. Pray it by faith. I don't care if you see it or hear it or nothing. It's an unseen world that we're battling with. 1 John 5 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. My faith overcomes the world. My faith in God. was asked a question at the end of the service not that long ago. What are we going to do when it all comes down? How are we going to meet? How are we going to go? Blah, 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 whatever. Just like we all do. And the next day I read this. But whosoever hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. See, that's it. I'm putting that in these. This is not just ink and a white paper. 
I'm putting that faith in the one who wrote that for me. As it gets darker and worse out there, I'm saying, my God said, whoso hearkeneth unto him shall dwell safely. And I'm putting my faith. That's even our faith. And then God says this, or John 1 John says, Who is this that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you? Do you believe that? Then God says, you're the one that overcomes the world. Believe that by faith. I don't have to booze. I don't have to gawk. I don't have to shoot up. I don't have to cuss. I don't have to. I don't have to lie. Because my faith in God makes me overcome all that the world is into. So then that makes me an overcomer. What everybody's... No, I'm not. No. Not everybody. Revelation 2.26 says, He that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. That should change your whole prayer time when you pray for China or America. God says, I'll give you power over nations. Oh, natural Americans. We are. We're natural. Because you should be going, let me at them. Let me at them. Let me at them. That's what God says. He that overcometh. And we overcometh by the faith in the word of God. God said, he that overcometh and, and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. You're not some old has-been that the enemy has tricked you into believing. No more spit, no more oomph. No more nothing. You've tried that, you've done that. The Bible says that God has given you power over nations. Grandmas, rise up in God. The world says, oh, you're old and feeble and good for nothing. God said, I'll give you power over nations. The hoary head, the gray hairs who have overcome and kept my faith and my works. Hey, how about this one? To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Are you kidding me? I think once in my life I had box seats to something special. It was cool. It was awesome. Box seats, turn around, all kind of chicken wings and pop and potato chips. And them poor peons down there. <laughs> That's really not what that means, by the way. But you understand what that... The, and God's saying, look, dude, if you just overcome and stick to my word, I'll make you sit with me in my throne. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? To sit with God? Now, who's he saying that to? He's saying that to the worst church on the face of the earth. You and I, church. Laodicean church. We can be the worst and have the best seat at the end. 
of this? If we start believing God and start saying, oh my gosh, maybe that is my destiny. All this time, start coming against the enemy. I wonder who he squeezed today to keep them from coming here. As I look, I can kick these speakers and say, where is that guy? Where is she? You're kidding me? They're not here today. How are we going to repeat this? Can't. It's just natural to go to church. Just don't, you know, it's one day. I'm here all the time. Natural. He says to the church of Laodicea, our church age, man, if you get a grip and you come against the enemy and you overcome and you stay faithful to my, you will have a seat with me. To the overcomer. We are always overcome. We are always overcome with something. Always. Some of you folks never miss work. God bless you. It's the way it should be. They'll drag you to work. You have 102. Sweating. Chills. But you have to get that paycheck. Church, don't feel good. Listen, I'm telling it because we're natural. We don't understand the impact of sitting in the presence of God. We don't understand the impact of worshiping and surrendering to God. We don't. We're natural. And we look at situations that there's no hope that'll never happen. Impossible. When God says, did I not say that you'll see the glory of God, Lazarus? You're probably, some of you are going, calm down. <laughs> Spirit of Python, divination is meeting you. You watch. You watch. You sit here and you say, bless God, I'm going to step it up. And then you don't. Or you can't. Or you get interrupted. Or you were planning on it. These people stopped over. Well, why don't you say to them, I'm going to church. Want to come? They'll leave. <laughs> why should they keep you from your God? With one service, I haven't seen them for a long time. Let's stand. Okay, now look at me. Look, look, look. So don't get into your Presbyterian mode. If you love Presbyterian, I'm not offending you. I'm not. Give me another name. I'll use that. Don't get into this nice, quiet, reserved. No. I got some things I got to get off of me. I got some things I'm coming against. There is something attached to my life that wants to kill the love of God out of me. 
And I'm not up here to stroke it. Sneaky, can you just move down some? No, I want to kill it. I want to get the shovel. I want to find it. I want to cut its head off. And I want to pray and serve God. And when it starts again, I prayed it, I recognize it, and I'll do it all over again. Spirit of Python. Every time we go to meet God in prayer, like now, like now, what's happening to you now? You're looking at the door, what's happening? What's happening? And he's trying to strangle, and you should rise up in God and say, Not today! Because there are hordes of people behind you. Even if you're not married and you're young and you're seed, you're going to have hordes of them following you. So we're going to ask God to break those chains. And I'm looking for you to come down here and being as honest as you can with God. And I want, don't be saying, God, take this python off of me. So, no, say, God, in the name of Jesus, I take the authority that you have given me that's in that name, God, and I command these coils, these filthy, stinking things that are screaming, screeching, or, or squeezing the life out of me to come off, God. In the name of Christ, off my husband, off my children, off me, off pastor, off church. God, do it now! What do you want to be? Supernatural? Or natural? We could end this way. Ah. Man, see you tomorrow. Can't stand it. Never was like that. This altar is a place of deliverance. Yes, you have to come down. Yes. Yes, you do. You've got to make that whole long, horrible walk to come down to ask God, please, God, please. God, I don't even know if I quite get this, but God, I'm still coming. Because I see it. Scripture was there. Scripture should have been behind me. Look it up. Python, Python. Only place in Acts. Squeezing the life out of you. Music, altar, lights. Just come.